Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited. Got a lot of light today. It's hallelujah. It's summertime. The sun is shining. I hope where you are, uh, you know, actually shining or in your heart, whatever that may be for you. I'm so excited to talk to you today about connection to your spiritual life. You know, one of the four pillars of the cycle of courage is connection. And that looks like connection to self, connection to others, and connection to the spiritual side of life. And that may be God for you, that may be um, the divine, you may call that higher power, that guiding light, whatever you wish. For me, in my understanding, I use God and um, Jesus and um, I talk about that, but please know that this, those are placeholders for your understanding. I truly believe that we are all given tools to make sense for our own lives. And it is not on me to tell you what you should think or what you should believe, but merely offer opportunities for introspection for you. So I'm so excited for today to get started. Um, We're going to talk about spiritual connection, what it means, why it matters, and how to create more in your life, sweet friends. So just to be clear, I think we're all on the same page here that we live in a disconnected world. We are so busy with all the things, right? It's been, we had that break, the collective pause. Some of us mourned, some of us organized, some of us did all the above, Um, but it was really a chance for us and an opportunity to refocus, recenter, to breathe and, and to really review what is important. Now, for those of others of us who might have been homeschooling or distance learning or running on empty because we um, lost our job, we might not have had that opportunity. So now is a great opportunity to consider who we are, where we are going. Um, Next month in the Courageous Life Society, we are digging deep into belief. This month is purpose, um, but next month is belief. And so knowing that our life is so busy and so disconnected, you might want to go back and listen to that hurry sickness again. And we've lost sight, some of us, right? I don't want to group everything um, and everyone into this. We've lost sight of what matters. We spend our lives avoiding and hiding and we try to outrun our thoughts, our inner world, by being busy, by performing, by doing instead of being. Um, instead of inviting in, we focus outward and, and, and we do the things, right? And so I'm wondering how you perform. 
do you perform in ways are you busy do you seek to be acknowledged or loved to deal with the pain and the overwhelm and the busyness and really when you think about it how are you dealing with your emotions particularly emotions like sadness or grief or loss that you haven't dealt with maybe before. And I want you to understand that in our culture, I, I think um, I live in the United States, but addiction has become one of the most common or one of the most accepted, I'm, I'm not accepted, you know, accepted ways of dealing with our emotions and our pain, right? We watch television, Netflix in order not to feel. We keep busy going from one activity to another and we train our children to do the same. We work for 70 hours a week. We indulge, right, in over drinking, over eating, over pilling. I don't know, I just made that up. Anything to help us avoid the pain and we do more. Um, some of us demand that someone or something um, take away our emotional hold. Um, it was so fascinating um, as we were talking about like managing our own internal struggle and the way that people's expectations of how we should respond impact us. I was just recently in a conversation, I'm on a board, and someone was saying, if you're on this board, you have to respond to emails within 24 hours. And I was like, first off, we have so many expectations on us. I want this to be a safe and supportive place for everyone who is committed. People can make decisions about what committed looks like for them. And I am not willing to hustle and to, to to put myself and my connection to self and others and my spiritual connection at risk for a, a volunteer position. And so we get to have those conversations with ourselves and with others about expectations on us in this world that is busy and everyone else expect us, us to perform at their level as, as well. So if you remember, um, we have four options for dealing with our emotions. We distract, we overreact, we resist them, and then we just feel them. And I am interested in this conversation around spiritual connection, knowing that most of us don't have a understanding or a theology for anger, for sadness, for waiting, for depression, for anxiety within the context of us understanding our spiritual experience. Um, and I say this before we get started, right? Like I, I've got to talk about what spiritual connection means. So I'll get to that. But um, I think we are, we misunderstand the role of connection with our higher power with the divine. And I see it most particularly only because this is my community of origin in the Christian community. We are not, we are told that our emotions are not okay. That our concept of God wants us to be 
good and do not fear and right all the things. And so when we come to our communities and someone says, how are you? We are conditioned to say, great, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Or we have people say back to us after a grief or a loss that God works for all things for his good. You just can't see it yet. And so we negate the emotional opportunity experience of being present to someone's pain and loss and grief and sadness and joy and hope and all the emotions. And we feel guilty when we're not obeying the call to rejoice always, right? Philippians 4, 4. And I believe that in churches, in, in temples, that we often associate bad emotions, and I say this, right, as being unspiritual, as if something is wrong with our spiritual connection, our spiritual journey. I hear it even in the New Age realm, right, that those negative emotions are you not living in accordance with, with your higher plan? Baloney. <laughs> I love, I'm baloney. Um, I, I think it is an opportunity. It's what is necessary to grow. So if you're saying that it should all be rosies, rosies, roses and ladybugs and monarch butterflies, that's the, um, the, going in our house, right? You're going to miss the opportunities for growth. And so when we are convinced that we're failing by experiencing those negative emotions, we deny our emotions, right? We pretend we fake it until we make it. And we become a quote, healthy spiritual person who doesn't feel, which is the antithesis of emotional health. You know, a, a lot of this um, conversation comes from the, the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I thought I had a copy of it so I could hold it up, that I taught um, by Peter Scazzaro and also um, really uh, Dr. Kurt Thompson's book, Anatomy of um, the Soul and Anatomy of Shame and really looking at the opportunities for connection. I think, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, that our experience, a lot of our experience of um, religious experiences is left brain. So we are, we like wanna know the divine. We're like, if I can just know Jesus, know the divine, um, know, my spiritual orientation, I'll be fine. That's all I need. That's that left brain logical linear language based. But I believe the opportunity rests in the right brain experiencing. And if you have not read My Stroke of Insight by Jill Bolte Taylor, read it today, yesterday, right? Read it when you want. But in it, she talks about 
her stroke and her only right brain right brain experiencing i'm just trying to mirror and that's not working out for me right brain experiencing it's that creative that visual that felt sense so what we have the opportunity to do and what spiritual connection means for me is not just knowing but being known it's not just doing but being it's experience it's feeling deep in your bones it's experiencing what it's like to be known what it's like to feel it is a remarkably different experience than rattling off bible verses because that's what we were told to do in in childhood or not believing that we can be seen because we are flawed that breaks my heart that that's our concept of spiritual connection and so I, I often want to, um, no, I want to, to talk about what um, Peter Schizero says. He says the result of this denial, this minimizing our emotions, our wounds over many years makes us less human, less alive, less seen. He says empty Christian shells, but em empty spiritual shells with painted smiley faces. And, and Peter lists um, common defenses in, in our attempt to pretend or fake or um, create um, a, a shiny, happy, smiley people holding hands, right? And his common defenses are really what we know from cognitive behavioral therapy as cognitive distortions. So um, we have the opportunity to live in connection, to know and to be known. And it matters deeply because we have the opportunity to live our lives in the fullness that comes from being loved, from loving ourselves, from loving others, and being a child of the divine. And so how do we do this? Like, what does it look like? We see that in Ephesians 4.22, and really, 23, Paul instructs us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. It can be seen as taking off the layers of clothing. You guys have heard me say it's like wiping away dirty um, glasses. And we know um, that the word renewed in Greek is I'm going to butcher it. So I'm not going to say it. I'm going to spell it. A-N-A-N-E-O double O maybe. And it's like that renovation, that inner reformation. It's an ongoing process to shed our old patterns and put on the new. And so this is the work I think is what we are called to do, to look at our thoughts, renew our minds, our, the patterns of our inner lives, shed what is not serving us and focus on things above. Invite in the spirit to be made new, to put on the new clothing. And 
I believe that God, the divine, doesn't simply want to be in the same room of us, but rather, right, to be with us, to walk up to us. Peter Scazzaro um, talks about this beautiful experience of like, you go to the place, it's his being known meditation, you go to the place where you feel the most safe, the most comfortable, and you invite in um, Jesus or God or the divine, whatever you want to call, to sit next to you and to say, you are my child. I trust you. I love you. I am here for you. I want to be with you. That's what we, some of us didn't get from our parents. And that is such a beautiful process. Um, I think he says practice that same practice over six weeks. Might have been four weeks. I did it over six weeks. Can't remember, right? It radically transformed my experience of who I was. As a, as a, a divine being having a human experience, right? And we are called by name, engaging and persuading and challenging and inviting and loving and empowering us into a new creation, right? And in the process, which I think is fascinating, of this, this deep, restructuring our neuro networks are also changed you guys know i love the book how god changes the brain by andrew nurberg and someone else um and so we know that we can get to this by being seen telling our story to empathetic listener um reading meditation um silence and um stillness uh centering prayers all of the things but in order for the divine presence to penetrate the shell of your protection, we have to do the thing that I think most of us spend avoiding, i.e. the conversation we had at the beginning of this podcast or video, is that we have to pay attention. We have to see where God is meeting us. It's in our emotions. What does God think of us? I want you to write down what you think God thinks of you right now and then write down in six weeks after doing that meditation how it's different. I have um, people that come to me and they say, God thinks I need to pray. I need to pray more. I don't make good choices. He's upset with me. He's, And we will get to, um, I have, another podcast planned on how your attachment style impacts your view of God. So we'll get to that. But, but I also want you to ask, like, how does God feel towards you? How does God know you? Does God love you unconditionally? And that's really related. And then also the question is, how well am I paying attention to what I'm paying attention to? We are called to pay attention to the divine. We know that what we focus on grows. And we must do anything and everything to strengthen our capacity to, to see. And the spiritual discipline path is one way. Um, and I think that so many of us see spiritual discipline is an act but it's also a way of thinking and a way of feeling. 
It's not about brownie points with God, right? It's about transforming our thoughts and emotions. It's about connection. It is the um, cycle of courage realized. It's the ultimate change. It's making space for what matters to us. And for me, what matters to me is the divine. And so I want you to think about really what can you do now to be known? What is it that you need right now? So I, the one exercise I think you should do is the being known meditation. It will be um, in the blog post so that you can dig deep. We know that spiritual connection has so many different physical, emotional, relational um, markers. It changes us. How God changes the brain, we can now see in functional MRIs. The research is everywhere, but what I wanted to have the conversation around is, why should it matter to you and, and how can you experience it in a different way? So I just invite you, if you have questions about this, email me at hello at jessicastong.com. I love to talk about this. You can have differing opinions. You can share my opinions. These are all thoughts, sweet friends. Nothing is fact. We do, I mean, well, we know um, there is fact, but our thoughts about it are all facts. And we get to talk, are all thoughts, and we get to talk about those in safe and welcoming and loving environments. So I hope you all have a great and courageous week. And I just want to invite you to live with more connection and more love. Okay, have a great one and more courage. Bye, sweet friends. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.